Welcome to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. Every week, she's bringing inspiring guests to help you embrace motherhood the cool mom way. Emily knows firsthand being a mom is hard AF, but she's passionate that doesn't need to be the end of the story. Shift your perspective on what it means to be a mom while learning practical tips and mom hacks you can use right away. Stay you while nailing the mom game. That's what being a cool mom is all about. Class is now in session. Here's your host, Emily Kylo. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Cool Mom 101. I'm your host, Emily Kylo, coming at you with another beautiful, juicy episode featuring Krista from Fam Lux Life Co. And let me tell you, she is freaking fabulous. So before we get to all the amazing details, I wanted to share the confidence tip of the week, which is inspired by my fabulous guest, and that is to set boundaries. So we get into this in the episode, but what I wanted to say here was setting boundaries gives you a major confidence boost and really shifts how you are confident in your relationships. So who doesn't want that? Sign me up. So for episode 43, we chat what boundaries are, why they are so important, and what the symptoms look like that can indicate a real lack of boundaries. So you're going to want to, you know, take notes on that. We also talk about how to keep your cool factor as a mom and what staying true to herself looks like. We talked her amazing daily ritual and we get super micro here so you can really see all the um, awesome things she gets into every day. And we talk about why she loves coaching people in her business and on how to establish healthy boundaries because of the amazing shifts that she sees in her clients as a result of this work, which is epic. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here is episode 43 with Krista from FamLux Life Co. So welcome to the show, Krista. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Emily. My pleasure. So we are going to jump right into the mom fashions. Are yes. you ready? I am so ready. Okay. Best part of being a mom. Oh my God. Okay. So I would say that the best part of being a mom is like the wonder of it all. Like there's so much that you can experience in your life um, as independent women with so much freedom in this world, you can experience so much, but there is truly nothing like having a child, like just the wonder of it, like growing life inside of you and feeling all of those moments. And like the first, when they open their eyes and like when they first learn that they can smile and like when they grow eyelashes, I didn't know that babies didn't have eyelashes when they were born, at least Stella didn't. So it's just the, the wonder of it all and, and the playfulness that you get to experience again. Like, for example, I was a tomboy when I was a kid. Now I get to play with Barbies and stuff. I never got to do that before. And just also having fun with explaining the world to her. And that's just really fun. I enjoy that so much. And I don't know, just the selflessness. Like, that's also something that I know I wouldn't experience in any other way. Because I obviously like Krista from Lux Life. Like, I like nice things. I'm a little bit selfish. I own that. But when it comes to my daughter that brings out a whole different side of me that I know that nothing else in this world ever could have. And even after, after she was born, people in my family called me, they're like, 
you've gone soft. Like this is a whole <laughs> level. Yeah. It's like, it tapped me into a level of softness that I just never knew that I had. And I love that. Like, I love that new sweet depth and dimension that I get to experience because of her. So it's humbling and it's, yeah. So I, is that, that's a long way of saying, I guess, just that I love her so damn much. <laughs> that's the best part. And what I'm hearing too is like that level of expansion yeah. that you actually would have never experienced, which is really no. fucking cool. Like you're talking about, and I love that. It's like certain sides of you that it brings out. And I'm yes. loving that too, because I wouldn't have been that way without having a child. There's no other way to put that. Absolutely. And it like, and it shows you your strength. Like it shows you a new level of fierceness as well. And a new level of strength. There's nothing like we'll like, we'll talk about this more, I'm sure. But like the first, the, the first time and the way that I learned to set boundaries was inspired by my daughter right. was because like nothing mattered more to me than protecting her and protecting me so that I'm good for her. So Absolutely. this, this dynamic is so wonderful. Yes. Love that. So yeah. switching gears, what's the hardest lesson you've learned so far as a mom? Being a Taurus rising and not getting to sleep as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> that is hard. Um, that is really legit. Um, so it's a double-edged sword. So of course, like the love, like the all-encompassing, never-ending, limitless, immeasurable love. But then with that love means that she comes first and she always will because there is no end to a mother's love. So that means that I have to learn that I don't come first a lot of the time. So for example, last night, I woke up at three in the morning to like a hot little hand smacking my face to let me know that her pillow fell out of bed. She could have totally put it back there herself, but she just wanted to let me know. So that's fine. I get up at five, but like, okay, cool. Thanks, Stella. Thanks for letting me know. So it's just the, the hardest thing I would say is it is like the fatigue and the patience that you have to develop. And then also for me, a huge part of the difficulty is accepting the vulnerability of just knowing like, I will now forever be vulnerable in a way that I could never possibly imagine. I understand all of those Nicolas Cage movies now and like those Liam Neeson movies when something happens to the kid. Cause like, yeah, if anything happened to my kid, like I would move mountains and topple dynasties to, to make sure that she's okay. Like it's a huge level of responsibility and vulnerability that I, it's just, it's amazing. It's staggering. So there's nothing I wouldn't do for her. That's cool, but it's also like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's a lot. here we are. <laughs> we are sh yeah, we are shook. And it's just, but it's also like the, the most common. And I look around sometimes, I'm like, does everybody feel like this? And it also, I'm like, does my mom feel like this? And she does because I asked her. <laughs> so it's just so a whole new perspective. It's, it is, it's really cool. I have to say, I've really enjoyed how it's deepened my understanding and of parenting and what my parents have done for me and yes. how it's deepened our relationship. So yes. I think if you let it, it is the best thing. Cause I don't know about yeah. you, but year over year, almost minute over minute, I appreciate them more. You go yes. through a different phase and I'm like, holy shit, they did all this too. You did this? Well, and my mom has two kids, like my brother and myself, and she was younger and they had less money when, when we were born too. So I'm just like, holy shit, like you fed us, you clothed us. We had the best time. We had a great childhood, like props, mom. And like she, my mom actually did fly over here to Germany when Stella was born. And my mom can be a little bit aloof. Like we're super close, but my mom likes, like there's probably like six people in the entire world that my mom likes. 
Um, she's a Capricorn sun and like an Aquarius moon. So she's very just like, she likes the people that she likes and that's it. Yeah. Um, I'm on the list, obviously I'm like number one, (laughs) but, um, she was the only person that I wanted with me when I was in labor. I'm like, I have not needed her like that or wanted her like that since I was like probably a toddler and just the bonding that happened, the closeness and like the respect and a whole new level of our relationship as mother and daughter. So that's like, that's wonderful as well. Yes, absolutely. I love that. What are you most grateful for in your life right now? Oh, well, at the moment, honestly, I am so grateful right now. I do gratitude journaling every day, but like what just pops up on my gratitude journal every single day, I am grateful for my health. Like nothing matters when you don't have your health. I've, it's been a wild ride. Like I've had a lot of injuries and surgeries and accidents and all kinds of things since I've lived here, but I just recently had thyroid cancer. You fucking nailed it. Um, it's gone. It's all cleared up and stuff, but like, yeah, that was hard, like radiation therapy and surgery and like a sweet scar on my neck and all kinds of things. Like when it hurts to talk and hurts to swallow and you don't know if you'll be able to sing anymore and all kinds of things. And like to be totally healed, it's just wonderful. So I'm so grateful that my body works, nothing hurts. I can move. I'm strong. I love that. So I'm so grateful right now for my physical health. Absolutely. And I think unfortunately, um, a lot of people don't respect their physical health until it's gone to shit. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a good just reminder for people that you don't have to wait until you don't feel well. Hopefully. Yes. Like I I talk with my clients. Yes. I talk with my clients about this too. Like, like when you're, I mean, I've been super, super depressed. Like I've gone through things like we teach what we needed to learn. So obviously like stuff I've been through is what led me to what I'm doing now. And I know that when you're in the depths of despair, like when somebody's like, like gratitude, you're like, how about I'm grateful for how fast I can punch you in the face? How about I'm grateful for that? (laughs) Um, But truly finding any little mundane thing that you can be grateful for does shift your state and like follow that thought, let it snowball, but you can be grateful like be grateful that you have clear skin. You can just be grateful that your legs, like I broke my knee once skiing and then I was on crutches forever and like trying to take care of a toddler when you have a broken leg, like that's like, like limping around the house with a backpack on because you have crutches. So you can't carry anything. You're, you're wearing a backpack to go from upstairs to downstairs with your crutches. And if you slip on the stairs, you will break your neck. Like I am grateful every single day that my legs work. Like that accident could have been so much worse. So I tell my clients like every single little thing that you can be grateful for. I'm grateful for Wi-Fi, grateful for electricity, Absolutely. grateful that I can, grateful that I can speak. Like if they would have messed up my vocal cords with the surgery on my thyroid, then I wouldn't talk anymore. What would I do, Emily? Talking is my life. <laughs> no, no, honey. You know, yeah. I would sign. I would just sign so fast. Totally. Like, you would, you would, but I'd find a way. <laughs> those are like huge things. And I think to your point, you can go even smaller. You can be grateful for this glass of wine you have there. Hell yes. Right? Like yes. be grateful for, I, I often say that I'm really grateful for my satin pillowcases. Yes. Do my gratitudes in the morning. Solid. I just have yes. this, like, you know, your beautiful bed that you get to sleep in. Yes. Like, so tiny if you're ever having trouble. I, I totally oh, am yes. with you on that. Yes, absolutely. So something I know you definitely are into is your rituals. So I would love to hear (laughs) what is your daily ritual right now that helps keep you grounded in in your life? 
Will I moisturize from head to toe? Just kidding. I mean, I do, but it doesn't start there. <laughs> um, so my daily ritual is intense, but I, I am a person who thrives on being busy. Um, so it works for me there. I really need my me time. If I don't do my ritual, I know from experience that I'm not as nice of a person. So when I, and I think that all mothers need to know this, that like, when you invest time on yourself and take time for yourself, you are better for everybody that you care about. So you deserve it. You are worthy of it. Whether it's 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever you can get, you deserve it. So I choose <laughs> to get up at 530 mm -hmm. almost every day. Sometimes I treat myself on the weekends and sleep <laughs> until 630 or 7, like Ooh. a wild child. I know. Uh, so I get up at 530 a.m. I put on my gorgeous satin kimono or silk kimono. It's all about a vibe. Um, I make my BCAAs with my pre-workout because I work out in the morning too, because I believe like physical fitness and hormonal balance and nutrition, it all goes together. So it's like a delicate balance. Okay. So kimono is on, we go to the kitchen, we make the BCAAs with the pre-workout, which is basically coffee, but that doesn't give you like an upset stomach. Then we get out the ice mask from the freezer. Then we light the candles. We set the aroma diffuser. There's a whole vibe happening. It's a great situation. There's a zebra print rug. Okay. And then the ice mask goes on and then we meditate for 11 minutes on something extravagant and something wonderful and then you know meanwhile sipping the pre-workout and then you're like now i'm awake a little bit and like the ice mask my eyes are depuffed i feel beautiful i feel good now we journal about gratitude i'm grateful for my gorgeous glowing skin i'm grateful for the cozy bed i just slept in i'm grateful for this silk kimono so the gratitude journaling set my intentions for the day then i'm like fully awake and activated i do like a workout pilates or yoga or a hit workout protein shake, get ready, get glam. I actually do like a semi full makeup almost every day. Like I'm a natural blonde. So if I don't do my makeup and I haven't done microblading, so there's no eyebrows. If I don't put them there, there just aren't. So, um, I do my makeup because also it makes me feel better. Like even in the hospital, when I've been in the hospital, I do my fucking makeup because I want to not feel sick. I want to feel good. It helps make me feel good. And then I have about a six hour window when my daughter who's five is in kindergarten. And those are like my uninterrupted work time hours. So I power through like everything that needs my really full concentration, then go collect Stella. Then like, you know, either take her to her play dates or whatever she's doing, or maybe there's a nanny who, who's with her or something like that. And then I still do the shopping. I still do the cleaning, the laundry, I still cook dinner, get her to bed. And then I, there's a chance that I might still be working because, and that's usually, and those are my days, but I love my days and I love my ritual because even in a crazy year, like COVID 2020, I like the year has flown by and truly this year is full of wonderful memories for me because I, I choose. And I know that if it wasn't for my ritual that, um, I could just have slipped into like the, not the greatest of states, but like when you actively choose to take charge and control of what you can and you you choose to lean into something that you can control. Nobody can take my journaling from me. Nobody. Mm. Or my meditating. Doesn't matter. No. You know? So so my ritual keeps me grounded. And I just even in a hotel room actually, like even with my husband, if we do go somewhere, like in Germany, you can still go some places sometimes. And even in the in the morning, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like meditating. Shh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the no zone. Unless you're chanting Sanskrit, stop. <laughs> Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's all you can add to this right now. Well, yes. that is amazing. And I loved hearing that. I loved how micro you got. I 
mm. for that. And I think I, I will say for moms who maybe their kids are a little younger, I often hear moms, I, I think they, they hear even my ritual and they think, okay, that's like way too much for me. Like I can't do that. Now you have to tell me your ritual. Oh, <laughs> I do many things also. But oh, I, think, I think some moms might be a little, like listening to what we're Yeah, and be overwhelmed. But yes. I want to say to you, that's not what mine was in the beginning, right? So just Oh, no, no, up. sell us five. Krista has a five-year-old and even, even Leo's almost yeah. two. So it's a lot yeah. different. In the very beginning, I would just take time when I could yes. to meditate for like, even if it's five minutes. So- hundred percent. And I'm sure you tell your clients that too, even people who aren't parents. Yes. You can start small and you build on that. Right. Oh, it doesn't, it only for me, it's in the morning because if I don't do it in the morning, I won't do it or like, or I'll resent it, which is a boundary thing. So that tells me, and we'll talk about that. I'm sure as well, but like, if you start to feel a resentment, then that's not the right vibe for whatever it is that you're doing. So I, I say to people as well, follow the fun, do what feels good when you can. So when you're a new mother, oh my God, my ritual when I was a new mother, when Sela was born, um, well, I had to schedule in the crying, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> there had to be time for the crying and then the washing of the face with the cold water. <laughs> so there was time for that. Um, of course, a lot of coffee was consumed. Yep. Um, trying to walk like that was, so I think my meditation mostly was like walking with the, the Kinderwagen, <laughs> walking, with this, walking with a stroller, the Kinderwagen, yes. yes. Walking with a stroller along the river or something. And that's very meditative as well. Yeah. But like when you have a baby, when you have a new life, you simply, I listened to a lot of audiobooks and that calmed me down and that helped put me into a state of like thinking about myself and getting me centered. So I man, when you're a new mom, honestly, the ritual is just do whatever the hell you can do that makes you feel good. Totally. And I think, yeah, get it in where you can. If it's exactly. like you just said, I, no I, right I, or wrong. yeah, it might not be an hour in the morning because no. I don't really get it, but if you can get five minutes when the baby, oh my goodness. So, or whatever, it's great. I know that like, I know you and I are videoing and nobody can see, but actually I have like my selenite crystal here and this is even a ritual to change. Yeah. This is a ritual to change the vibe. Sometimes I seriously take this and I just like give it a little swipe around, like just anything like, um, almost even like a talisman, like anything that you have that just for a minute, even 10 seconds that you can just get yourself into a different state. Like, even if you can just be like, oh my God, the air is so fresh today. Or like, oh my God, this grass feels so good under my feet. Or like, oh my God, this has to be the best latte I've ever had. And that's again, gratitude to shift the state. So can be 10 seconds. It could be 10 minutes. Just get your you time in whatever way you can. Absolutely. I love yes. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last one of this opening segment here. What is, and this gets a little deep, I know. Um, what is your why for your life? So oh <laughs> what, like, what gets you up in the morning and, you know, mm. tells you to do the things you do? Mm. be a good mom like why are you on this planet to do what you're doing oh my goodness well um it definitely does it goes to two things so it and it is totally about my daughter it is so like it it really is about Stella Stella really is my why um but then it's also everything that expands out from that thought because when Stella was born like I live in Germany um I'm Canadian I live in Germany and 
when she was born, I was really alone. Like my husband is a doctor, a surgeon. I didn't have my mom. I didn't have my family. I didn't have any of my friends. I didn't have a baby shower. Like I didn't have any of the things. It is sad. It's okay. I'm at peace with it, but it, that was a lot. It was, it was really hard. And, um, if somebody had told me like, you don't have to feel like this, then I would have just held on with two hands. I would have held on so tight, but I didn't have a person like that. And so my why it's twofold. First of all, my daughter, I want to be such an example for her um, that a woman has every opportunity to choose how she feels and what she does. She can be fabulous and caring, engaged. She can work hard and have fun. There's the balance. You can be successful. You can really actually have it all. You really can. Um, as a female, she doesn't have to accept or tolerate anything simply because of her gender identity. Um, and I love to see that she communicates so well. She's five, but she'll be like, I'm feeling frustrated. And she'll like really clearly communicate her feelings. And like, even in a bit of a confrontation, she'll be like, mommy, I know that you're upset this morning because I kicked your Prada bag, but I want you to know it was an accident. She's five. Like, but she, she takes, she takes responsibility for her action. She apologizes, but she stands her ground. So I look at her and I'm like, I am raising this strong female human, like what an honor to be able to do this. And then also to set boundaries for her that she knows that she has agency over her life and herself. And I had to set boundaries for myself to make an example for her. You are not a doormat. You never will be. You always have a choice. You always have a voice. And so for her, 100%. And then my why also is just to be a lighthouse for any other woman who felt the way that I did. It was like, when you feel like you're alone, even if you're in a crowd, when you feel like you're helpless and like your life can never change. Well, I am living proof that that's not true. Like you can, we are, we are adaptable. There's alchemy. You can always make something different. You just have to choose it and you, you do have to take action. So that's why I'm here. And like, just, I mean, I've got, I've got loads of clients and I love all of them, but like every single one of them, like no man left behind every single one of my clients thrives and evolves and and then their children too. Like I, my parents divorced when I was a kid. That was tough that, you know, it always is. It's not always a conscious uncoupling goop style. It's not always like that. Um, most often it's not like that. Not rarely. No. Or I might argue, but anyway, it's, a um, topic. it's, it's another podcast probably. Yeah. But um, so just, just knowing that that pain can all be turned into something good that like, no matter what has happened, you can always choose. And so, yeah, oh, that's my why. I hope that wasn't too long. Love but... it. No, that was awesome. Hmm. So I want to get right into asking you what your business is all about. As we really yeah. celebrate the entrepreneur life here, what yes. your business is all about, tell us and how you started it. Okay. So I am a coach as I'm sure we have ascertained by this point, but so I'm an empowerment coach and I don't just work with women. I work with men too, because this goes back again to the why, because strong, strong mothers support strong families, strong men, strong, healthy, whole healed men support strong women who help to raise strong children, who help to raise strong communities. And it's just like this ripple effect. So I love to help people 
get through their pain, get back to a place of confidence, help them find their purpose and their happiness to obviously establish boundaries because boundaries preserve our energy for the things that we actually want to do. Um, and it helps them to enhance their life that they want to have on their own terms. Because I felt like I completely lost my identity in so many ways. And I basically had to be shattered and broken over and over and find the pieces kind of in the dark by myself and put them back together. Not by myself, not to discount the people who are here who wanted to help me, but like you kind of can't until you choose. And I had to get to such a broken place before I chose it. And then as soon as I did, like it all came together. But so funny wise, how my business started um, in this realm. So I was an English teacher. You and I chatted a little bit about this before. So when I still lived in Canada, I was in real estate and I loved it. Um, and I always said that my favorite part about the job was helping people solve problems because I just loved like, that's the most money that people generally will spend in their lives. So I felt like it's a huge responsibility. And I just love like the problem solving of it, of like, where are you going to bring your family home to? Where are you going to raise your kids? Like, I loved helping people find a home. So the problem solving, the endless, um, limitless variables of humans and the choices that they can make and all these things, I love it. Um, so coming here to Germany, unfortunately, that skill set was not really transferable because the industry is completely different. They, there are laws completely different and also my German is not great so can't really do contracts in a foreign language so by default you sort of as an expat you sort of um, by the time your kids are in daycare and stuff you sort of become an English teacher like it's kind of just what everybody does so I did that and I got pushed out of my comfort zone doing a new thing um, teaching a big class of engineers and that was like a big, scary new thing as far as being an English teacher went. Um, and then I was like, I can do something. Like I was an entrepreneur before. I know that I can do something. And then just like dicking around on Instagram. And I'm like, I just, and I was thinking about starting my own language school. I'm like, I want to work with more people. I want to help people. Like Canadians just have this way about them and Germans really respond to it. And I know that I've got like charisma, as RuPaul would say, like charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I know that I've got it. I can do this. And so I actually really thought that I would start an English, uh, an English school and like start it my own way. Like it's going to be fun, damn it. Like screw the textbooks. We're just going to have fun. <laughs> um, and then I found my fabulous coach, Amber Lee Lyons. I found her Chakra Girl Co. I found her on Instagram somehow. I don't even know how. And it just happened to be at a point where she was beginning her chakra girl business school. And I was like, like my ears just perked up and I was like, well, wait, what business school, how to start a business, a business online, you say a business from <laughs> Wi-Fi? what? And then I was just so excited because I'm like, do you mean to tell me that I could not work with Germans? Like I could work with English speaking people like, huh? and it just piqued my interest. And I started talking with her. And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, it's just very vague what I think I wanted to do. Yeah. And literally within like 10 minutes of talking, she's like, okay, tell me your background. Tell me like your interests. Like, tell me what you've done, your career history and stuff. And then she like basically shouted at me. She's like, have you ever thought of being a coach because you have been through so many strange and unique things and you've come through? And I was like, <gasps> like, I just gasped and like, just like, dropped my biscuit and was like, Oh my God. And literally I, I was in my kitchen, like flabbergasted, gobsmacked. And it was like evening in Germany. It was like whatever, nine o'clock or 10 o'clock at night. And I just came back into the living room and my husband was there on the couch. And I just had this bemused expression on my face. And I was like, just en enchanted. 
and amazed. And it was like something exploded in my brain. He was like, and he was like, why do you look so happy? And I was like, I know what I have to do. And he's like, what? And it sounded so dramatic. I'm like, it's also poetic. So yes. And I'm like, I'm going to be a coach. But the thing is, I, I think in German, they don't even have a word for it. Lebens, honestly, Lebensberatung. Like, I don't know, like my tax guy, I don't know if they have a word for it because the Germans are just like, go to university, do your work. It's like a foreign yeah. idea. But like, I just knew something inside me. I just knew I'm like, this is it. Like helping people through their shit. That is my thing. Like mothers raising children. Cause I have been through some, like there have been hard times here. Like I quit, for example, breastfeeding. Like I couldn't communicate with my midwife. I had no idea how to breast. I was hard. Also, let me just put that out there. I talk about this a lot on this podcast because (sighs) I think you got to mention it a million times so that in case it doesn't come naturally to everybody. Like it is hard. No, but it comes naturally to no one. And okay. we've been sold the idea that it's supposed to somehow. Like this magical situation of like, they just magically latch and there's a magical flow and the milk just shoots across the room. Like my, my boobs actually got destroyed by these nurses who would like so aggressively like pound my boobs like they were bread dough. No, still no milk is coming out. Like it hurt and it damaged my breasts. I couldn't communicate with my gynecologist or my midwives because I couldn't speak German. So I had to, it was just me and Stella. Like we had to figure shit out and we did. And so I don't want people to be alone like that. And they aren't. And I'm so glad that they aren't. So that was really, and then it just, I think that I had my first press interview before I even had my website made. And it just took off. Like my husband is always supportive. I'm sure he thought I was a bit crazy. had no idea what it is very practical and especially like um it's a spiritual element as well like chakra girl business school i had to i had to actually like research um some science papers on like what chakras are to prove to my husband that it's a thing <laughs> so, oh can you share those with me because well. i just you know I'm, I'm you know me enough probably that like i am quite spiritual and woo woo but i love also science and the data I, yeah i think yes, that's interesting i 100 percent well like okay. i literally i I was like foaming at the mouth when I found it and I just got, and then it actually syncs up um, perfectly with Maslow's pyramid of needs. So like, this is legit. This is ancient science, modern science picked up on it. It's legit. Like I had to, sh- yeah. So anyhow, and then it just took off. Like I got, I my like when there's a need and you can meet this need and you're following your passion and your purpose, you will be successful. And there are, so many people who need support and healing. And if you can be a vessel for that, then less like success is ordained. So I'm so grateful for it. I love that. Yeah. So it's femme looks life, right? Um, Yeah. Femme looks life. The femme femme fatale, the luxury, the life, we're living it. And like (laughs) even the name is just so juicy. I just love it. It totally is. Yeah. I want to talk to you about, I know a cornerstone of what you work with on your, with your clients is boundaries. And we've talked yeah. about already a little bit, but I'd love to hear your take on why they're so important. Mm. And then also I want to hear some common, I call it like symptoms of lack of boundaries. Cause you yes. probably notice that working with clients, talking to people, oh, yes. things to look for that will make you realize that your boundaries might be a little fucked up. Totally. It's like seeing into the matrix. Once you know it, you cannot unknow it. And then anytime you're like, 
we were just watching just now because it's evening in Germany here for me. My husband is watching like some Batman movie or something. And I'm watching this. I'm like, well, Bruce Wayne just has to heal his boundaries. And then he wouldn't even have to be Batman. Like if he would just nurture himself. (laughs) Clients have told me I need to get the word boundaries like tattooed on my neck because it's like such a hardcore part of my belief. So um, yes, boundaries. So boundaries. So the common, I want to start with the symptoms. So the common signs of a lack of boundaries are extremely common. Unfortunately, they are feelings of resentment, guilt, and anxiety. So Mm -hmm. how often do we feel these things? So this would be um, anxiety about like, if you see somebody's name come up on your phone, you're like, oh shit, I don't want to take this call. And you just choose not to take the call. You avoid it. Um, Or you have a friend who's always asking you to do favors or like your mother-in-law or like um, a sibling or even your spouse or somebody who's always putting stuff on you or like a coworker or a boss or somebody who's always just kind of dumping stuff on you. And then you do it and you don't say no, you don't stand up for yourself. And then you feel super resentful. Like you want to talk shit about them, but then if you ever dare to say no, then you feel guilty. And then also if a person like many of us, if you have relatives or caregivers who were narcissists, which unfortunately for our generation, previous generations did experience certain things that gives a greater propensity for them to be narcissists, unfortunately. And I'm sure that's a a chat for another podcast as well. But when you're raised by a narcissist, you're programmed to feel massive guilt if you say no to stuff. So, but saying no is one of the best, most important I feel most fun things that you can do when, when you get used to it, when you flex that, I actually make my class. I'm like, just go, no, like, no, no, <laughs> just say the word. It's almost like Dr. Evil, like Austin Powers, like, no, zip it, zip, zip. Like it feels good. Like make it fun, make it a game. So those are the, those are the most common um, symptoms that, uh, as we said, so when you're feeling these and like, how many times did you feel these today? And how many times did you feel these yesterday? Or like how many times do your girlfriends be like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. How could I have to do this? This is boundaries. These are when your boundaries are being messed with. So the biggest misconception about boundaries that I encounter is that having boundaries means that you're saying no to everything, that you're telling everybody off, that you don't have a filter and that you are a bitch and that you are not friendly. And this is not true. (laughs) And let me explain why. A couple of reasons. So humans want peace generally. I mean, the world doesn't necessarily look that way, but like the average human naked ape primate wants peace. Everybody wants to know where they stand. Everybody wants to know where they stand with one another. And by being authentic and having boundaries, we give each other that comfort to know like, this is okay with me. This is not okay with me. And when you, it's just like with kids as well. So when they know what the rules are, they're actually much more comfortable. So um, I'm sure you've heard the study that, um, oh my God, I'm going to start speaking German. Spielplatz, <laughs> a playground. Um, when you have a playground that doesn't have a fence, the kids will actually stay clustered in the center of the playground because they're like, yeah. where does it begin? Where does it end? We don't know. So we're there just we going to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> where is it safe? We don't know. But when there's a Grenze, that's the German word for boundary, when there's a fence, <laughs> I'm, bi- I'm bilingual, you have to deal with me. Um, <laughs> 
when there's a fence, the kids will actually roam around the whole area. They will go up to the fence, they will play, they will enjoy the whole space. So human relationships are the same. When we have boundaries set, we actually have much more freedom and flexibility with one another. So it's, it seems scary, like consciously, it seems kind of scary, but once you can get past that physical block of just being like, no, just say, just say the word, make the sound, just say no. When you can do that, you understand that you're actually giving people by setting a limit. You think you're setting a limit, but you're actually creating a much greater freedom. And the other thing is that when you do this, it's actually loving for two reasons. The first of all, you're telling a person when you tell somebody authentically how you feel you're setting a boundary. Um, I had a best girlfriend do this with me once. I was her maid of honor. I'm not going to name names. Um, if she's listening to this, I love you. And she knows that, but <laughs> I was her maid of honor and I talk a lot, as you know, like here we are, I talk a lot. And I made a joke or a comment or something that bothered her. And I didn't know cause I'm hilarious and I was drunk. So I had no idea. But a few days later she called me and she's like, you know what? I just wanted to let you know that that actually like wasn't really funny and it kind of hurt my feelings. And I was so touched and honored and appreciative of her honesty with me. Cause it took a huge pair of ovaries for her to have that conversation with me. And I'm like, that created so much intimacy and trust between us because what you're doing when you set a boundary is you're showing that person that your presence in my life means more to me than having an uncomfortable moment. I would rather be uncomfortable with you for five minutes then lose you from my life because I'm resentful and guilty and have anxiety around you. So it shows that person how important they are. And then the other side of it too, is that when you set a boundary, I experienced this with my husband. When I, <laughs> I'm a little bit bossy. Did you know that? <laughs> but no, a little bit, a little bit. Um, and when I set boundaries, when I say like, well, actually, like, I really don't like this. And then my husband, like we've been together for a long time. Like we've been together for nine years. And then he's like, after nine years, he says, well, you know what? Like, I actually don't like this. Like, that's actually something that kind of bothers me. And I'm like, what? And I had no idea. I'm like, like I've been doing this for years? 10 years. <laughs> like what? And it's, it's like a simple thing. It's like a little thing. It's like kind of like a love language thing, but I'm just like, thank you so much for telling me. But if I hadn't had the guts to lay my own, boundary, then he never would have had that intimacy with me. Or So when you set your own boundaries, you're giving that other person permission to have boundaries as well. So then everybody knows where they're standing. Everybody is happier. Everybody's calmer. You're not a bitch. You're smart. And you're loving. totally. Yes. And I think that what I'm picking up to, which I really love for anyone listening who, which a lot of them are moms, is that when you set boundaries within your family, so when you're mm. the one setting them, it, again, like you said, it gives permission for other people, mm -hmm. like your kids, yes. to how to set boundaries. Yes. And, yeah. And, you know, sometimes kids, I remember a, um, a friend was talking about this whole um, COVID experience and how she was realizing that her kids needed way more alone time without programming, mm -hmm. without anything oh. like that. And that was like really a boundary of her children. Yes, that they needed a little more downtime. Maybe it's alone time to relax without, without orders, without yes. the structure. Yes, yes. And so I think that was really cool to hear. Again, we talked about like a positive coming out of this, but you know, yeah. we don't have to wait for well, a pandemic to set boundaries. <laughs> it's true. Well, and a, a boundary that Stella has set with me. Um, 
So like, I, I want her to know, especially like being the mother of a daughter, it's equally as important for, for sons and for daughters, but um, we're all becoming aware of the things that are happening to children. Um, the worst pandemic, it's been called the worst pandemic of this, this child abuse that happens. Um, but children need to know that they have agency, as I said before, agency over their bodies. They have a voice, they have rights, they have a right to speak, they've got strength. Doesn't matter how little they are, they can speak up. So I just love that my little sweet Stella tells me, mommy, I'm the boss of my room. Mommy, I'm the boss of my toys. And I'm like, yes, you are. I'm like, if you wanna cut, you wanna cut your My Little Pony's hair, then you just go right ahead. I'm not buying you a new one and that's my boundary. (laughs) You can cut her hair if you want, but that's on you. But that's the line. And she's like, okay. She cuts it. She lives with that decision. Now Princess Celestia has a mohawk and that's how it is. And that's how Princess Celestia will go through life. (laughs) Now she's back and that's fine. Yes. So you are definitely a certified cool mom, just to put it out there. Danke. And I wanted to talk to you about how you have maintained your quote unquote cool. And just for people listening, the way I look at cool is that you are staying true to yourself and you are who the fuck you are, whether you have kids or a business or a husband, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you're still you and you're doing Mm -hmm. what's, what's right for you. You're saying to yourself. Um, so that's how I look at cool. So how do you maintain that? How have you maintained that as a mom? Okay. Well, I definitely lost my cool at the beginning. Um, (laughs) I definitely tried to fit into the mold of what I thought like a mom is supposed to be. And, um, maybe that was a bit of an easier slip, slippery slope to, to fall down being apart from my culture and apart from my friends and my mom and stuff like that. But I was like, Oh, I guess mom's dressed like this. And I guess that moms do that. And so I should wear beige now. And I shouldn't probably wear red lipstick, I guess, because that's not a mom thing. But I was just so miserable. And just when I looked in the mirror, I saw pictures of myself. I'm like, who is this for? Like, that's not me. So, um, yeah, actually, I, I had to say here in Germany, there's a, a name for it. We call them bio mamas. And that means like, um, I guess, what, what could you call it in English? I guess like granola moms. But oh, like, yeah. where okay. it really is a bit of a culture where we live that, like if not all of them, so I don't want to say like all of them, but very, very, very common that like, as soon as you have birthed a human, like you should cut off all your hair and you should just not wear makeup anymore. And your own personal needs and desires and tastes like do not really matter. And like your only function and purpose is to just rear this offspring. And like you live at playdates now and that's your life. And you listen to kids music only. And like your living room is just an explosion of kids toys and like all of the money that you have is all about like all the kids stuff and everything and that just rubbed me so badly the wrong way and then a girlfriend gave me this book i really um i think it's called like it's something about french parenting um it and it really, baby? no uh f- i really should have brought it down okay, into well, my office. we'll look it up after and we'll link it but, so you read but this it was, a, it was a really good one. And it was just like, there's, it just really was like, there is no need to compromise. Like, however, and however you are honoring your own truth, you are going to be the best mother from that place. So that, that just like struck me. And it's like, no, like I like to wear skinny jeans and I like to wear makeup and I like to wear high heels and I like to drive a fast car and I like it when my nails are done. And most often my nails are like black or red or dark red or exactly. Or something. I see your beautiful manicure. Mm-hmm. So like, why should I? why should I give that up? 
And so again, this is giving your child an experience, um, like having a mother who loves herself, honors her truth. And like, that's the, that's the representation that you want to give to your child is authenticity. So choosing not to lose my cool, I made an effort to prioritize myself. And like, that's also kind of where the ritual of getting up at 5.30 in the morning started because I'm like, if I want to be sane, then I need some alone time. I still want to read books that aren't about how to make a toddler eat. I still, <laughs> I want to read literature. I want to be able to meditate. I want to be able to work out. I want to be able to like call my friends because the time zone thing, I can talk on the phone in the morning and then it's nighttime in Canada and I can talk to my friends. Like, so just these little adjustments that I made to my life, let me still be myself while still being a mom. And just everybody's so much happier that way. And I just, I just hang on to that and I won't let go. And believe me, those bio mamas are still here and they might judge me and they might look me up and down, but guess what? I'm happy. I'm fabulous. I'm living my life. And my daughter is an outspoken, confident little five-year-old. So I think amazing. Yes. (laughs) Multitask. You can have it all. Oh, I wanted to say as well, like women are quantum. We are the ultimate multitaskers. There is no reason that you need to think that you have to fit into like one box or one category. Absolutely not. You can, you can be every, like you can make the cupcakes, you can have like long stiletto nail manicure and make the very best cupcakes. You can do all of it. You can have like fabulous lash extensions and still be only sleeping four hours a night. Like, and if that, if those lash extensions make you happy, then just get the fucking lash extensions. Absolutely. And I think for me too, it's a lot of knowing that I actually don't have to do anything as well. Yes. Right. Like if I'm not the mom, you just reminded me, if I'm not the mom that makes bake sale shit and that doesn't feel aligned with me and my priorities and my boundaries, then that's then own that. And the, and the judgment, like I, I'm a hundred percent the same way. Like if I can do something then I do, and if I can't and don't have time, then I won't. And just remember that like, there's a mirror situation happening. So Sometimes I can say this for all the moms, like sometimes when you're the mom who has strong boundaries for herself and you're happy and living your life and like you're exuding joy and you seem to have freedom, you might trigger some jealousy in some other people because they wish that they did. And so if people are nasty to you, they just might be just a little bit jealous that they don't have a little bit of that for themselves. But then hopefully you're making an example and they might come around in their own way too. Absolutely. I love that. So before we get to the lightning round, I wanted to take a moment to really (laughs) acknowledge you for your openness and for all your knowledge and for all the amazing work that you're doing in the world, bringing up these people, helping them understand their boundaries. Like you said, that really trickles down into their families, how they raise kids. And those are the kinds of things that are going to make a huge difference in this world. So thank you. So thank you. I'm blushing. Oh my God. <laughs> so thank Aww. you so much. Okay. So lightning round, favorite book. Ah, okay. I read a lot. I was an English teacher and I was an editor of literature as well. So <laughs> I love to read. Yes. It's like, I, I wear many hats. Um, so, okay. My personal... <laughs> personal development favorite book that, okay, so I loved this one and I know it is like an entry level um, personal development book, but I loved, obviously, You Are a Badass by Jan Sincero. Loved it, could read it again, recommend it to everybody. Um, The Big Leap Leap was amazing as well. 
and just like make so many things obvious. Like when you're holding yourself back, when you're limiting yourself, like you don't have to, there's so many that I could mention. I just also read, um, waking up in 5d, um, by Maureen St. Germain, very like quantum physics-y and like spiritual, loved it, couldn't put it down. So mind expanding. Um, but literature, if somebody wants to read something that isn't textbooky and personal development-y, um, I had to honest, be really, really honest with myself. And this is a bit of a vulnerable share. <laughs> so I'm being really real with you. Um, so there's this author called Wilbur Smith and he's um, from Africa. He's from, it, it used to be called Rhodesia, I think. It's like Zimbabwe now, I think, or yes, I think. Anyhow, um, this one book by Wilbur Smith, it's called The Burning Shore. I'm sure it was written like a bazillion years ago. It's like seven or 800 pages. It is thick. It is dense. If you have to go on a beach holiday, you could use it as a pillow probably <laughs> at some point. It is so big, but could not put it down. I've read it like at least seven or eight times. It's about a chic French babe who somehow through all kinds of experiences during World War I, ends up washed up on the shores of Africa, surviving through the Sahara, and somehow becomes like the head of a massive dynasty. So it's like wildly inspiring, cannot put it like major adventure, like Indiana Jones shit, like adventure, but like historical literature, like real events. Like I am actually, it's on my Amazon list. Like I'm buying it again because I, I lost my copy of it somehow. So that is an amazing, if you need escapism, like amazing, amazing book. Oh, these are great. So I'm like a huge reader like you. And I think that's partly why I love to ask this question. Cause I'm like, okay. Like what else can I read? Good. Well, you're going to love that one. Yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. What is your drink of choice? Uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? You can do both. One of each. Okay. I did have an answer for both just in case. <laughs> so, um, sparkling water, not still. Snob about that. Um, Gerolsteine. It's a German one, of course, because I'm fussy. Um, and then for whatever reason, I do not know why, but so non-alcoholic beverage, if I see pineapple juice, I will drink that shit. If you, <laughs> if you put that near me, I will chug it. If you, bring liter, if you bring a liter of pineapple juice into this house, it will disappear in 10 minutes. I will drink, <laughs> give it to me. I don't know why. It just, I got, I have to have it. I don't know why it could be like a thyroid thing, like an iodine thing. I don't know. And then for alcoholic beverages, to be honest with you, I'm very open-minded, but like, <laughs> I won't say like, there's nothing that I'll be like, ew, like, oh, how dare you? No, there's, there's almost nothing that I won't not like. <laughs> I'm a little the same way. <laughs> but like a good gin and tonic, like if I've had, if I've had one hell of a week and my husband's like, here's a gin and tonic, babe. I'm just like, this is why I married you. No, <laughs> but like a nice, a nice gin and tonic with like a fancy gin and a nice tonic. That is a very nice. Right now, I'm drinking wine, which I am open about because it's evening in Germany, you guys. Don't yeah. Judge me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no judgment either way. Um, favorite podcast right now? Oh, again, like I had, I struggled with this. So I love Ten Percent Happier. That one is very uplifting. Um, I love Making Sense with Sam Harris. Um, I love Chakra Girl Radio because I learned so much on there. And I love when I want to know about human news and like what the humans are doing. I love Pod Save America and Pod Save the World. So those are interesting. So if I ever want to know, like, if I want to dip into the goings on of the political realm, then if I want to, like, no, yeah. If you want to, basically, if I want to feel bad, then I listen. Yeah, if you want to feel like shit, no, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) TV show or movie? Uh, Um, so I'm a little bit lazy, honestly, like I, 
so to be completely honest, I don't really watch a lot of TV because I don't choose to spend my free time doing that. Um, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. So I binge watch that every time that I can. And you want to know something? I have to purchase it on Apple because <laughs> I can't just watch it here. So I invest in RuPaul's Drag Race. I love it. I also love Game of Thrones. I've watched it all a bazillion times. And if somebody has not seen Interstellar, directed by Christopher Nolan, if they have not, because I love space, okay, then come and visit me in Germany and I will force you to watch it. Anytime <laughs> one of my friends comes to visit me, if they haven't seen Interstellar, I'm like, well, guess we're staying in tonight because you're about to watch the best movie ever. That's it. <laughs> that's what we're doing. So that's my favorite movie. Love it. <laughs> um, so I know you like to travel as well. What's, the fa what's your favorite place you've traveled so far? Uh, I've traveled to so many places and I really don't know how to choose. Um, so the my one of my best girlfriends lives in the Highlands of Scotland and is absolutely dreamy. So very ethereal. I love up in, uh, up in Scotland. I also love Nice and Monaco. I love Lake Como. I love fucking Vienna. I, like how I don't know. I love Bali. Like I don't know how to choose. So that's okay. Um, that was a good top five. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, let's, let's call it a top five. Oh, Paris. I love partying in Paris. It's the best city to party in. Uh, you know what? I haven't partied there yet. So sign me up. Let's get, get there. Let's get everywhere. I think you can drive there in 10 hours from where I live. So. What? Yeah. Is there like a train though? We could do a train, like if you're hungover. Or a flight? We could fly, but we could also drive on the Autobahn and oh, go 300 yeah. kilometers an hour in my Mercedes. And when you say it like that. I mean, you can <laughs> in the Mercedes and we'll be there in no time, darling. <laughs> okay, so if you could jump on a plane tomorrow, oh. where would you go? Definitely just to Canada to see my mom. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know, like I want, there's so many places, because like in Europe, we actually can still travel a bit. Like, um, so we have, uh, we have traveled a bit, like we could go to Rome if we wanted to, there are different places we could go, but like legit, I just legit really just want to see my family. Aww. You know, <laughs> I just want to go to the, I want to go to the winter version of Alberta and like see my family and hug my mom. <laughs> Soon I hope, let's, let's manifest. Well, I mean, I, I could go, but we'd have to quarantine for quarantine. two weeks. Five-year-old, are we really doing this? Like, yeah, probably not yet. <laughs> no, thanks. Okay, final question. Confidence is something I talk about a lot because for me, confidence is what propels people to really do anything of use in their life. So it's probably what started you on your business. If you didn't have the confidence to do it, you never would have fucking started it. So I would love to hear from you. What does confidence mean? Okay, I had to ponder this one. Um, and people ask me as well, like Femlux Life Co, like what does a femme fatale mean to me? And so to me, obviously fem, like femme fatale, it was like synonymous with confidence. So yeah. to me, confidence means a quiet, a quiet balance of strength and softness. This is what it means to me because you have nothing to prove to anyone. You are complete in yourself. You have total trust in your own abilities, your own potential. You do not suffer fools, but you have no need to react in a negative way. So it means that you can try new things and you can fail without fear because you know that every experience is either success or it's a lesson and both are valuable. So to me, that's what real confidence is. So just, just do it. And like one of the best quotes that I read was, um, just fuck the fear, do it scared. Yeah. It was the best. 
Absolutely. Oh, really that's a great way to sign off. Thanks again so much. And everyone, Thank make you sure so you much. go follow Krista. And what's your Instagram handle? Shout it out. It's at femluxlife.co. Yes. So get yeah. in there. She has follow a- me. It's a good time. We have a party yeah. in the DMs every day. Love it. She has, <laughs> and she has like really great uplifting content and always is talking about boundaries. And I learn learn new things from her all the time. So I learned new things from you too. I love you too, girl. Thank you so much for having me. This is so wonderful to be here with you. My pleasure. Thanks so much. And we'll catch up with you in the DMs. Love it. (laughs) Ciao. Thank you for listening to Cool Mom 101 with Emily Kylo. If you liked our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.